This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today we're visiting with Chris Ralph, who's been visiting the Valley for 25 years, has lived here for four years, before that was a drama major, and also in sales and fundraising in San Francisco and Seattle. She's currently uh, quite active with Theater Board, and today we're going to be talking about the Westcliff Center for the Performing Arts. Chris, welcome to the program. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. As most people know, your mom, Anne, was instrumental in saving the Jones, uh, What was the early history of WCPA? Of course, most people in the Valley know this story, but when my mom first came to the Wet Mountain Valley to buy some property and uh, drove past the Jones Theater, which was for sale, and the realtor told her, oh, it's it's in contract and it's going to be turned into a laundromat. <laughs> and she just thought that was so sad. And my grandmother, who had been an actor's agent and very involved in the theater as well, had just passed away and left us little small amount of money. And so mom made kind of an offer on the theater. It ended up falling out of contract and then she ended up with it and went in and it was falling apart and kind Mm. of thought, okay, what am I going to do now? (laughs) So slowly, bit by bit, decided to make it into a nonprofit, um, the Westcliff Center for the Performing Arts. And some people would come and do a show and then leave a stage. And that's kind of how it just slowly, piece by piece, been raising money in the valley, uh, built up the theater and, and to what we have today. So, Now, she was an actress in her, uh, in her younger years. Uh, what, what were some of her movies? Do you recall? Oh, I know, yes. I know some of them have been uh, <laughs> right. shown here for fundraisers. That's right. We've played... Um, Monster from the Ocean Floor, which was Roger Corman's first film and is really a classic. A lot of fun to see uh, mom fighting a shark. (laughs) And the funny story about that is they were a lot more worried about the shark than they were about mom because the shark was very (laughs) old and... But And then also she was in uh, Girls at Sea, which was a film that she did in London when she was starring in um, Roar Like a Dove. That she was brought over to London by Laurence Olivier and Vivian Lee to produce that film. So, oh, a lot of history. A there, lot of history. So. There's a lot of history. So, what what kind of plays resonate with folks in the valley? I think people like all kinds of different things, and that's what we try to do. We always try to open with a comedy. Everybody mm-hmm. loves a good comedy, and that's what, of course, what we're doing this year with Arsenic and Old mm-hmm. Lace. And then um, people enjoy the Shakespeare. For the summer, we do uh, always mm-hmm. do a Shakespeare, a little Shakespeare festival. And then, of course, the kids play and the kids programs are really popular. We do a kids musical mm-hmm. in the summer. And then follow up with kind of some kind of a Western theme mm-hmm. to show because we like to try to, a lot of people in the Valley really enjoy some kind of a, a Western one. You know, we've had Wyatt Earp do a one-man show and Doc Holliday. And this year we have... John Wayne coming his well he was actually his body double and this guy is was John Wayne's body double and he does a John Wayne so we'll finish the season with something like that and he's joined by a a Patsy Cline yes uh, uh, yes a Patsy Cline um, his wife does Patsy Cline. Oh, okay. So, so I, I, I see. So let's uh, let's get into a few of those things. Uh, the black comedy Arsenic and Old Lace is opener 
And uh, people might remember that from the 1944 Frank Capra movie with Cary Grant. And it's about, oh, it's a little over a month away. So uh, has it been cast? Is it uh, in rehearsal? Where oh, is it? yes. It's been cast and it's in rehearsal. Scott Chapman will be directing it. Ah. And we have a fine cast of local actors that um, people love to see that are excellent. So they're, they're well on their way to putting this together. Uh, let me ask about Shakespeare in the Park. It's been a long-standing tradition. This year, you've changed it up a little bit. Uh, there's one one Shakespeare play, and it's over t- uh, two weeks. That's right. We decided to just make it kind of a little more compact this year. And so we're doing two weeks, four performances each weekend, and we're doing Romeo and Juliet. And this just gives us a real chance to focus on one show and really try to make it as perfect as possible. So, you know, those star-crossed lovers from the uh, the House of Montague and Capulet are being featured. It's kind of like the Hatfields and McCoys, isn't it? Yes, uh, it is. A I mean, bit it's, like that. people will always say, oh, I don't, I don't get Shakespeare, I don't like it, but it's so timely. It really is great to see it on stage. It's always, there's always some humor in it, and the stories don't really change. I mean, Romeo and Juliet is the foundation for so many different things that we know of, so many different stories that we see. What are some of the challenges in putting on a Shakespeare festival? Well, it's um, it's outside, mm-hmm. which is really fun in the park. We do it in the back, so we're always watching the weather, <laughs> and that's a challenge. We bring in our director and actor, Dan Heisler from mm-hmm. um, Denver, comes down, and we have our interns that are coming from Principia College, and they'll be in it, and they come and star in Shakespeare and then also run the kids' creativity camp, which just goes right after, right after Shakespeare. That's a great opportunity for those kids in college. Oh, to, it's to wonderful. To do this, they get to get involved with the kids, they get to be in a, be in a play, and they do, they do a great job. Now, over the years, uh, you've had quite a few classics by the Bard. Are you running out of Shakespeare plays? Oh, never. We just <laughs> rotate them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. And, I, and, and occasionally you'll, you'll throw in something from Moliere. Or, that's uh, right. That's right. Let me say, I'm always amazed at the number of thespians in the Valley. Learning lines and rehearsals, they make a big commitment uh, what's the process that takes you from that initial casting to opening night? Well, you know, um, it's a, a really fun thing. It is a time commitment. I've done it several times, mm-hmm. and I love to be in a show. It's really fun, and rehearsal is always slightly tedious, but it's so rewarding and such a fun way to get involved and be an artist, which is the great thing about it. We have so many opportunities and this little valley to act and sing. And um, so you'll start off and maybe have a month's rehearsal, depending on the size of the part. And the director always works around everyone's schedule and is very flexible because <laughs> you have to be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're always looking for actors. So, you know, it's a great way if you've ever wanted to act, come on down and audition for a show. Is it hard to get people to act who've never been in a play before? Sometimes it is. Sometimes people are a little nervous about it. It can be pretty daunting, I suspect. Yeah, it can be. So it's a good way to start off. You can start off in Shakespeare and just be a guard, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and have maybe one line or help backstage or if you've ever wanted to do costumes. I mean, we have a lot of opportunities for people to um, try it out. 
And I know a lot of people have, have started just like that and moved into bigger parts as they get more comfortable with it. That's right. Now, for budding playwrights in September, you have the 10-minute plays. Uh, how many submissions do you normally get for that? We had uh, over 100 submissions ah, for it. Yeah, and we have readers, and we always need, that's a great opportunity to volunteer too, is just mm-hmm. co- just volunteer to be a reader and read the plays and turn in your favorites, kind of grade them. And uh, Catherine Williams mm-hmm. is running, producing that and running that. And so, um, and it's really fun. And that's a great way to start acting mm-hmm. because it's a short rehearsal period. Right. A 10 minute play isn't very long. So if you've ever wanted to act, and I know it's a great way to try it out and start. So how are those plays evaluated and the winners chosen? Uh, you know, somebody's putting in a lot of hours to make right. to make that all happen. Right. Well, Catherine, like I said, she has her team of readers, mm-hmm. and um, so they'll they'll take the plays and read them, and then they have a they'll have a meeting over and go over them again, and then choose the finalists. So it is a bit of work, but you know, it's fun too to read the different plays mm-hmm. and give your opinion. The theater connects with youth in several several things. You have your creativity camp, and you have the youth theater that you mentioned earlier. What is the creativity camp? Well, creativity camp is for kids that are about from 6 to 12, mm-hmm. and it's in the morning. The kids come, and they work with the interns, and they do kind of all kinds of acting things, improv, sword fighting. With You know, they learn... And they really have a great time. They play games, and at the end of the time, they do a little show for the parents at the end of the two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we also have started the teen camp in for one week in the afternoon, which is the sort of the 14 to 18 range where kids can come and the teens can come and learn scenes and get some acting experience. And that's in the afternoon of the second week of creativity camp. It's been really wonderful because a lot of the local kids now, then they'll go on and maybe audition for the kids' musical, which Mm -hmm. happens right after that. And Holly and Michael Batson and um, Holly Winger are directing that. And they directed it last year, and they've grown up in the theater and in creativity camp. So it's really great to have local kids also directing now. Now, the the WCPA also shows movies. That's Now, there's... Theaters down the hill that might have eight to twelve movies running simultaneously, you know, they can pretty much show anything. You have to be more selective. How do you choose what movies uh, come in? Well, I actually book all the movies now, which mm-hmm. is interesting. So, if anybody ever wants to make a suggestion, they can always call and leave a message if there's something they'd like to see. Because we only show for the weekends, I can't get the movie right away when it opens. It usually, I can usually get it a few weeks after it's been running. And then I have relationships with the different studios and I talk to the bookers and I, and I try and I beg sometimes, can I have whatever somebody's really asking for and try and try to get it as close to the opening date as I can. But it is a little bit of a, a gamble, you know, to try to get the films up here. And I think... What I like, it really is great if people could come to the movies. We do have quite a few people who really enjoy having the movies. We Mm -hmm. try to keep the price reasonable because we do have to pay the studio 
and they do charge us a percentage and some more than others. So, um, And it's a great opportunity for folks in the Valley to see something locally and not have to drive an well, hour in both directions. Right. And that's the whole idea. It's kind of a service to the community. And I try to encourage people to remember that it's all a nonprofit. So it, right. you know, it's nothing. Um, it just goes back into the helping the theater. So what kind of movies pull in the most people? You know, it just depends. It's (laughs) like everybody really wanted to see the, you know, the latest Star Wars Mm -hmm. or if I can get it pretty close to the date. I remember when I got Frozen really close to, mm -hmm. and that was a huge success. Depends on the time of year. In the winter, I have a crowd that really enjoys the art films. I tried to show all the, pretty much most of the Oscar nominated films. Mm -hmm. In fact, we're showing, you know, like La La Land this weekend. Even though it's later, it still kind of finishes my theme of Oscar winners or Oscar nominations. So, How about your personal interest in the arts? Do you have personal favorites among plays, movies, literature, poetry? Uh, Well, I do love Shakespeare, I have to say. And um, so it's a lot of fun that we get to do that here. Mm -hmm. And I love... I love a, a movie that really makes you think is a thoughtful movie with a good message. So I try to play things that my mom was the same way when she was booking. You try to play things that you really like mm-hmm. and you think are a little more uplifting. But of course, we always have to do the blockbusters too. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, so I like, I love Mary Oliver's poetry. She writes beautifully about nature. So I have many interests. As we run out of time here, let me mention that having a th- an active theater group in a town this size is quite quite a luxury. There's a number of things in town that are together mainly because of volunteers. You just find the right people, and the theater must have a lot of volunteers, even behind the scenes, not to, not to mention just the, the actors and the actresses. Yeah, I mean, we really rely on our volunteers, and we we would love to have new people or anybody who would love to help us. We're having a, Debbie Rabinowitz organizes that for us, and she's been wonderful, and we're going to have a kind of a volunteer get-together April 27th at 10 a.m. at Studio 2, and come on down. We need help with selling tickets. It just backstage, we do a little reception right after the first opening show, and people help with that. And so I just can't thank them enough. They've been so awesome. We can't, couldn't do it without our volunteer group because we are actually pretty much all volunteer except for a few people that work at the theater. Come back and catch us up down the road on what, what's coming up. I will. I'd love to. Let me just sign off appropriate here. Uh, People will hear uh, Juliet say this this summer. Good night, good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say good night till it be morrow. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time. Thank you. This is Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 